What's up, bench warmers? Welcome into episode 99 of the Far Into the Bench podcast. Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. We are so glad that we're here on the doorstep of triple digits. We can't wait. Triple digits. Fuck, Jimmy. We're getting old. We got more uh, more news to catch up on. We're going back to one episode a week, one episode per week, especially during the off season, and uh, we'll be sure to get all of the content, all of the news out each and every Wednesday for you guys at FEOTB Pod. All social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will have our parade uh, recap video coming out this Thursday. So subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, all that stuff, and tell your friends to do the same. Uh, but like I said, on the doorstep of triple digits now. So I, I guess we're going to have to start coming up with with a new thing. But episode 99 episodes down, Neek, and we only got a couple more or one more to go before we reach did, that did milestone. Talk, was, is there football going on, Jimmy? I, I, we I think we so. haven't talked about football in like yeah. three months. F- football's back. Football may be back. I'm not fucking talking baseball. Can we please just talk football? I don't want to fucking talk baseball. I specifically baseball. avoided baseball. Football, <laughs> football, football, is football is king. Okay. Football is king. Here we are. We've survived. We don't we have sur- any hockey. What is this, Jimmy? Like, we don't have any playoffs. I have to watch baseball, Wimbledon. What is going on in the sports world? What, like, what? There's either the people that are like you that will just find whatever the next Wimbledon. sport is to try and bet on, <laughs> or, or there's baseball. people like right now. I'm trying to, uh, Bree and I are going to start. Breaking Bad at some point. I'm trying to catch up on all the TV that I've missed over the last month and a half because there TV was... TV the last the third, 20, 25 two months, years. Two months, actually. Yeah, I can't even... It's It's been a whirlwind. And we finally, we made it through playoffs. We made it through Celebration Week. We talked all about that. Go back and listen to our post-parade episode where uh, we're, we're still attempting to catch back up on all the news that we didn't actually mention when the Avalanche were in the midst of their run. But hey, this is the far end of the bench. You guys are here. Episode 99. We one away next week. One away from triple digits. Next week so. is triple digits. Be sure follow at FEOTV Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will have. I'll put together. I still. It was a long holiday weekend, so I'm putting together that video of all the stuff that we had from the parade. That'll be coming out here on Thursday on the YouTube channel. So subscribe there and follow wherever you're listening to podcasts. Leave a five star rating and a review because we got a ton of stuff. That will be coming. We have a, a new segment that we introduced on last Friday's episode. And I have not seen Jimmy's yet, so I don't know what it is. It's like gonna you said, be, coming in blind. It's so going to be fun. something. It's been talked about on some of the shows that we are mutual, like we both follow some of the podcasts, but they haven't actually tiered them. They were just like brought it up in passing. So we're going to do start bench cut of vacation destinations. Oh. And this will be fun for you because I think you've been on all three. I've only been on two of the three. So we'll we'll figure that out. That's coming up towards the end of the show. But we got sports to kick off with, and we're starting things off with... Is college football dead, Jimmy? College football? Is it dead? Or is it thriving? Are we dead or are we thriving? I I can't tell. on the generation that you're living in. Because if you're living in the generation of us, even, just we're on the tail end of it. But like our dads, when they saw this news break... Probably. My dad doesn't watch college football. Yeah, well, I mean, Your dad does. That, but. <laughs> that generation of sports fan is probably thinking like, "What the hell? What is going on?" But then you got to think about, put it all in perspective. We're talking about the college football moving around and everything like that. It was mentioned a little bit in passing last season. Obviously, at the end of last football season, we had Oklahoma and Texas announced they were going to the SEC. More movement happened, and 
in all reality, is it going to change the way that we watch college football? Not a ton. There's still, I mean, you're going to have conference play and everything like that. Even with these new leagues, I still think we're going to see the same top four, top eight. It's not going to change. It's, it won't change it's who's going to be up. Honestly, it might change some of these programs that have moved, but let's go ahead. USC, UCLA announced last week that they're intending to move to the Big Ten, not in the 22 season, but in the 23 season is when that's that's going to take place. Um, and let's point this out too. Isn't this most? Is this all football, or isn't this? Is this everything? I, 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 I haven't heard any qualifications. Obviously, all of this movement is because of football. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I'm not sure if it's everything. Yeah, I'm not sure. As I, of now, I think the only schools that have declared they wanted to move from the conference that they were in to a new conference are teams that would have the requisite. Because what Nico's referencing is the Title IX, where you have to have as many male and female sports on campus. So USC and UCLA, I want to say, are two schools. They already didn't have wrestling, so they don't have to add or drop anything. And I'm pretty sure with Oklahoma and Texas, they were saying that all of their sports are moving. It's not going to be Big 12 for them in anything. So I think as of now, all the schools that are moving are schools that would have the right amount of sports for the conference that they're moving to. but what this will, what this kind of does mean, and what everybody else is predicting now, with USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12, Pac-12 is pretty much a dead conference. Oh, it's dead. Like it's there as, as the makeshift, conference of champions, it had a good run. As makeshift it as it was, run. as makeshift as it was, now you lose two of the more two of your quote-unquote blue blood, blood and, programs. And, and let's be conference. honest, also, like, look, USC and UCLA are are the money makers in the Pac-12 or ten or whatever you want, or the eight or four, exactly. whenever. It's it, back to the Pac-10 now, so purists will be happy. About <laughs> Maybe that. the Pac-6 here in a few weeks. So <laughs> when you look at like look at the landscape of the Pac-12, all of its West Coast. You are running into a situation where USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. USC will be traveling to Rutgers. There, yeah. Did just, you see just, the, just the comparison of distance? It's the same amount of different distance between UCLA and Rutgers as it is to go from UCLA to like Indonesia or something. You could go the opposite way and go towards the Pacific. You could go and to Hawaii could, in yeah, just you could, the same amount of time. You like could run into foreign country in the same amount of distance that you'll be traveling for that game. And also, who's going to turn on... UCLA versus Rutgers football it's, right now. Like, 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 it's funny. Like, we, we joked about Lincoln Riley or ditching the SEC, and here he is going into much colder weather. Yeah. And look, you, we talk about SEC like, oh, they can't play in the snow. Do you really think USC people, athletes, or or any of those guys have ever seen snow? Yeah. Like, 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 think about it. Like, like snow in the in the stuff that comes from the fucking sky, not the snow that some people are thinking. I'm saying, but think about it. Like, USC will have to go to Michigan in fucking November. Do you think it's going to be nice, 90-degree weather? It's not. Well, it's not like it, it may be you may get lucky one day but more than or more than likely a 75 percent chance that the weather is going to be below 60 degrees or even below 40 and there'll be some sort of precipitation in the air and it ain't gonna be rain so i i i I don't mind it. Like, good. Look, if UCLA and USC think that they're hot shit, then go do that. I'll be all, be all. But I still don't. Look, neither of those two programs, I still see them don't like getting top four. You're you're talking about two programs who weren't competing 
in the Pac-12, which we considered, we said it, I, I'm pretty sure on the show, Pac-12 in football last year was the worst conference of the Power Five. Absolutely. They were absolute dead last. That was like watching uh, FCS-level yeah. football with what, was, what the Pac-12 Pac-12, Pac-12 was. Pac-12 only made money off football because it was Pac-12 after dark. You watch the biggest shit show in college football at midnight every single night. Yeah, that's something that I didn't even put into perspective, too, the time zone change. We talk about time zone, time zone changing affecting pro athletes. I, I guess you, the argument argument is made now that with the NIL and some of the money that these kids are, are able to make for themselves that they're quote unquote professional athletes but that's still a 20 an 18 to 23 year old kid going from Los Angeles California to in your example Ann Arbor Michigan and that's a two hour time zone change or three hour time zone change from California plus the weather plus Pac-12 never played defense and that's all the Big Ten does, especially in November. <laughs> and you're forgetting also, like, these are student athletes. I know we throw that under the rug, but these are student athletes. I, I'm, I'm serious. We don't talk I, about academics. I'm serious when I say this. I think there's a very good chance what the Big Ten does is that they give teams, they have teams play USC and UCLA back-to-back weeks. Probably. And, I ha- and they have them stay in a hotel. Yeah. That's and look, that is ruining the student athlete part about it. But there's a, I, I would highly doubt that they are going to have a Rutgers travel to California twice in one year. Yeah, right. Like, like, not like gonna, it's not going to be a situation where you host UCLA one week and then go fly out. I mean, you could do it that way, but you're not going to be. It's almost like you have to put two two away games back to back in that situation, or you get a like. It was on a much different scale, but I can tell you in my freshman year, we played Humboldt, California, which is as northernmost as you can get in California in D2, and that was a five-day bus trip. We turned around the next week and had to go to South Dakota, which is a three-day bus trip. I missed, in total, a full week of school the week before midterms and Thanksgiving break happened, and it was that was bad for me and, and wasn't even on the same scale of what these guys are doing. Remember... As much as we give UCLA and USC shit for their football programs being down and everything like that, they're still expected to compete yeah, at this level. They and, are. And That's why they brought them in. That's why. I mean, look, you you talk about what the what the Pac-12 has been for. Fo- we're just talking about football, obviously, right now. The other sports, baseball coming. and basketball are, are I guess, okay. If well, you want to be good is, at basketball, Pac-12 is really good at basketball, oh, yeah. but it's dead now. I mean, look, if you were a Big Ten, if you were to pick one school, who would it be? Out of the Pac-12, Pac-12. There's an obvious choice for me. I would say if I was the Big Ten, I would either go after Utah or I would go after Oregon. Oregon's number one. It's yep. not even close. And you want to are- bring in money. You want to have all the Nike sponsorships in the world. A team that could get recruits from Hawaii, from wherever, Canada, you can name it. They're, look, USC and UCLA have pull because of their histories. There's no one that has had more pull in college football, in college basketball, in college sports in the Pac-12 than Oregon. That's because of all the money and all the things that they give the facilities they have over there. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's the biggest surprise here because the the new rumors are say, are Oregon, uh, um, Washington, U of A, uh, ASU, CU, and Utah are all in talks with the Big Twelve, which is ironic because CU just left that conference about six years ago. So, but look, it's I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I I but in my opinion, when I see this, when I see all this movement. It's showing to me that the the, the, the mid-level programs, like the, what we have in college basketball, all, like GCU for matter, GCU will always have a chance to make a Cinderella run. It doesn't matter who is on their schedule because they have an automatic bid. If you're a Colorado State, if you're a Wyoming, your chances of ever winning a, of winning a national championship 
probably just dropped to under 5%. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a miracle run, because you th- if you think that a that a non power two or power three conference is going to get in the top four, you're going to be losing your mind. Because yeah. if we do just have four conferences, just say four: ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and Big Twelve. If we have those four, and you're not in one of those four, you have zero shot of getting in. And I think look, there was a, there was a the gap was. The gap was decreasing, has been decreasing for years between lower-level D1 football to D2. And it's going to get to a point where athletes, look, I'm not going to deny the fact that D1 athletes have a lot more have a, have a lot more say and a lot more things going for them than D2 athletes. But we're, we could be in a situation where if you're a, D, if you're a top athlete, why would you not try JUCO? Why would you not try D two? If if you if you're only getting offers from the Wyoming's, the 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 Air Forces, the, those small schools, why would you not go to a D two school for a year and try to go into a bigger conference? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 level of play is going is is just I, I think it's outrageous. This I the only I mean there's there's not going to be many bad things that I think come from this. Obviously, if you're a Pac twelve football fan, you're kind of pissing in your pants a little there, bit there because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna lose all of all of your teams but this will affect two things the most and and it's gonna be the playoff format and it's gonna be recruiting and we know that it's gonna affect recruiting just because of what we've seen with CU in our own backyard and I go back to Nebraska too because for a long time when Nebraska was in the Big 12 and I listened to Will Compton and guys who played there when Nebraska was actually a football school I mean, it's not anymore. It's a I don't volleyball even, school. Yeah, really. It's, a it's, volleyball it's not school even athletes. basketball or, or wrestling anymore. It's legit just a volleyball school. But when they were good, they were good because they could recruit Texas. They could recruit Oklahoma. And when they're playing in the Big 12, Lincoln is your farthest trip, unless you're playing in some out-of-conference game. Now, in the Big 10, you're trying to recruit kids from Pennsylvania, Northeast area, Ohio. Why would they – Decide to go to Nebraska, play four game or play yeah play four games where their family's gonna have to take a three hour long plane ride just to see them play. Why wouldn't they stick in the Big mm. Ten schools and go to a, a Penn Northwestern, State, Northwestern, or, Ohio or Purdue, State, Michigan, like, all of those schools? Like, and now how is you're still gonna be able to recruit the West Coast? You're probably going to be able to recruit in Big Ten country because USC and UCLA de facto become the longest trip that your parents will have to make. But how are you going to recruit those other Midwest schools if you're USC or UCLA now? You're going to lose your. You're going to lose your Utah. You're going to use your lose your Colorado. All of those schools in between Big Ten country and what used to be the West Coast. All of those states are going to be looking for another. Like, why wouldn't I go to Texas and play in the SEC conference? It's going to be the same amount of travel now there's really no that was the only good part about the way that the conferences were set up geographically is that each conference pretty much had a territory of kids that you knew you had a really good shot of of pulling the best kid from the best high school now you're, you're competing with legitimately everybody but that's where it comes into play with the playoff factor i don't know if you're aware but in california they basically go one, if you're in the class, if you're in the classification playoffs, that means that you've been in the playoffs for at least two years prior to that. It's similar to the way that they set up the Super League. So you make the playoffs, you get bumped up into the Super League, and you play in the playoffs through there. And if you win the the classification state title, you are quote unquote the state champions. However, all of the schools that hadn't been making the playoffs, they still qualify for their own playoff bracket, and they play, and they'll have a state championship also. But everybody knows. Their state championship wasn't a classification state championship. So we might see a situation where uh, 
these teams that have consistently qualified in the top eight or the college football playoff, they'll be in their own bracket. But then we're going to see something, I think, similar to a Division one A, 1AA, where you get the full playoff bracket. You get the one round in each different location and somehow come to a national championship. So, honestly, it could... Could make could it take the par- it, could. it could make the parody even more so I, in college football. I don't know honestly. That's the, just a suggestion the, for how the, the playoff is. The going. way I see the parody is the parody between the top twenty five. There's no parody between everyone else outside of the top twenty five. Let's keep it a buck. It's it's the rich getting richer. It's the Michigans. It's the uh, Ohio States or not the Ohio State. Sorry, it's the Michigans. It's the Texas A and M's. It's the Floridas that are trying to um, um, get up to a position where they can be ba- back on top of the world because mm-hmm. they've been middle of the SEC for a while now. You start getting new blood in there where you can beat the shit out of them. You're all of a sudden a good program again. Yeah. Like, like, like the only thing that gets me excited about all this is, is look, I, I I love college football, but I'm much more an NFL fan. But I love college basketball, and we are looking at a situation where the Big Twelve and look, you can say all you want about football. Big Twelve might be the greatest college basketball league or or or, or conference I've ever seen. You have Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oregon, U of A, ASU. You're talking about six, quote unquote, blue bloods of college basketball right there. You throw in, you throw in Utah, Colorado that have been into the term the last couple of years. I, I am chomping at the bits of watching all those games. Like it's going to be absolute mayhem. It's terrible for football, absolutely terrible for football. But I'm loving every second of it for for college basketball. Yeah, I think the good things are is that. We'll fig- we're going to see a new format in college football for the playoff-wise. and Let's maybe sooner than later. Maybe we'll see some, some other schools kind of revamp their program. Before we move on, though, uh, other changes that are happening. ACC is going to disband their division, so they've been having the Coastal and the Atlantic division in the ACC. They're going to get rid of that, and they're just going to go top record throughout top conference plus overall record, and the top two teams are going to play in the championship game there, so... Uh, and the rumors are swirling, obviously, with all this move is what's Clemson going to do? Because Clemson, it's not like the SEC hasn't looked over. They'll be like, hey, you want to come down? Because yeah. they have South Carolina in their conference. And then you That's, get this Clemson-South Carolina rivalry you, as an interconference. You could have right? that. You could throw in possible. Look, I know the U has been dead for a few years now, but you could pull in the U. All those Florida recruits, the U versus Florida twice a, or once a year. Mm-hmm. Florida State, you can pull them. Florida State versus Florida. That's where all of that is like the ACC's. Like looking at everything, like oh fuck, are we next? Because they're, they're, yeah, wa- they're like, are we strong enough to stand on? They're watching the Pac-12 just literally dissolve in the matter of two years, and they're like, oh fuck, no one's left us yet. I guess we're okay. I yeah. guess we'll because you're literally in the middle of Big Ten slash SEC country, literally dead ass in the middle. I don't know how you haven't lost. Clemson or Florida State or Miami yet. You must have a, a president or a commissioner that obviously is a lot better than the back 12 commissioner. Um, but it's, it's like I said, I would not be surprised if, if, a, if Clemson leaves, Miami leaves, Florida State leaves. You can go down the list of teams. Yeah. That, that if, you're, if you're a who's who of college basketball and, or, or college football in any way, you're going to the Big Ten or the SEC. Yeah, and then uh, and, and the one other thing I want to add on top of this, this opens a pathway for smaller schools to join the Big Twelve. Look, the Pac twelve may may add teams like Boise, like Boise, like the maybe the Air Forces, like it adds 
avenues open for other small schools to get more money. North even Dakota though, State. Yeah, like you could, you could. There's ways to open it up. Your conference is going to be much far lesser than what it has been. It's, it's not, not a be, Power Five it's anymore. It's not the Conference of Champions. Nope, nope, but nope. you could have a little more fun, a little more like a little more teams that are, that have been scrapping at the bottom for so long. That could be like, eh, we're in a quote unquote Power Five, kind of, not really, but you know, we have the Pac-12 around us, so at least there's some money behind it. Yeah, it's similar. I think the Pac-12 now is on the same level as, as the Mountain West. Those are that's the level of competition that's, that you're that's being see. very beneficial. It, yes, that's uh, very, very nice. Other movement going on, James Madison, recently a Division One AA champions moving up. They're going to go with Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss are all moving to the Sun Belt. Madison's the only one jumping up a conference or a division. And then uh, other changes, BYU is going to the Big 12. Charlotte is going to be in the American Conference. Cincinnati is moving to the Big 12. We knew about that. Florida Atlantic is going to the American. UCF is going to the Big 12 also, which, UCF, is, which yep. makes it interesting too because Oregon – joins the Big 12. Here we go. Florida or to Oregon, literally the Catholic, literally the opposite side of the country. Yeah. Uh, Liberty, New Mexico State, uh, Liberty and New Mexico State are both moving to the CUSA, and then North yeah, Texas, New Rice. New, that's, New Mexico State's also leaving in college basketball, too. Yeah. Those fuckers are dodging us. They're dodging GCU. They know that their time's up. They're le- they, they don't want the smoke anymore. You're the only person with beef with New Mexico State. Right <laughs> I know. Now. I know. I'm the only person. You, you, you and, and I'm the GCU yeah, people. <laughs> you and New Mexico State are sitting in a room, and you're like, fuck you. And he's like, dude, I'm the only one here. What are you talking about? Um, and then uh, North Texas, Rice, UA. All moving to the American as well as uh, UTSA. So Conference USA lost a few, but they also picked up a couple teams, and then the American picked up some of the better Houston, teams. Houston is still in the the American, or is it in the CUSA? So that's that's a program that I'm very surprised is not. They're moving to the Big Twelve. Okay, I was gonna say because because they're that that's another blue that's another massive college basketball program in a pretty decent like halfway decent middle of the road college football team too. Yeah. That could be a big movement for like I said the Big Twelve. As much as people are giving it shit for it, it may not be bad. Hear me out. It may not be bad. I think Big 12 football is going to take a big step up. And just adding in the teams that they did add, which would be BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, those are all schools and that are going to push. And that's without including the Pac-12 teams. Correct. And those are all teams that are going to push the bottom of your conference right now. So the Kansas Kansas football. Kansas yeah. football and Kansas basketball are two different it's worlds really right different now. Two different worlds. Kansas are, football, they, Kansas State. They just, those students just realized they had a football program. Oh, okay, shit. Jimmy? Oh, man. <laughs> Other, unless Baker Mayfield's out there grabbing his crotch at those guys, they really don't understand what's going on. Big thing that we need to take out of this, everybody should go to Bill Walton's house, check on him, make oh, sure that man. he's okay. Cause I, the Conference of Champions, man, rip. I'm going to get a Conference of Champions shirt. Those things are going to be like, like – like, sell like freaking gold out here man that's oh poor bill walton what's he gonna do like go to the big ten and announce for them that's no fun no. they'll make the games more imagine bill walton bill walton should not be ohio- on my tv screen before nine o'clock <laughs> ohio state versus michigan college basketball game announced by bill walton and and it's gonna take place when the sun is still out or <laughs> the sun is just going down now and we're bill walton's gonna be bill tripping walton his balls be off halfway on acid. halfway through the acid yeah. not even not full full out oh man
Sticking with football, we can move on to the NFL because there's oh, been... Oh, that, that's a league? That is a league. Yeah, the no fun league, even yeah, though... That's, that's going hey, on? Hey, the USFL championship just, just happened. Jimmy, you know it that. just You know happened. I don't care about any other football outside. College football is enough for me. I get, I get NFL, and I'm knee-deep in NFL, and then college football does a little bit. Everything else just doesn't do it for me. Unless well, it's the Arena Football League in, two, in the 2000s. It doesn't do it for me. When John Elway was the owner of uh, the Crush. Bon Jovi. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Is a different, different, and simpler time. That's yeah, one thing that we can time. say. The NFL. Some some quick headlines that we we can clean up. Larry Ogunjobi. It was thought that he was going to resign with the Bengals, especially after the free agency moves that they made. He was obviously hurt in the playoff run and blew his knee. I think either the first or second round, so he didn't even play in the AFC Championship game. But he jumped ship. He's going to Pittsburgh and solidifying a little bit more of their defensive isn't line. It, isn't he the guy that, that pushed, uh, what's-his-face, Rudolph yes, or something? Yes, he was yeah. involved in that hole when well, Miles, Garrett, Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah, he was the other one that uh, so kind of small. Kind of, yeah, he kind of blew off the powder keg after. He was the one, I think, that the pounces jumped on top of. One of the pounces jumped on top of and was, was curb-stomping in the end zone when that happened. Oh. Things come full circle, I guess. I mean, it's not like Mason Rudolph's going to fight for PT. So, like, it's literally like he's the third quarterback. That's being generous yeah really <laughs> like, generous. like you can you can you can put him in people are forgetting that he's on the roster right what, now yeah what's that tennessee guy hobbs is they still in the yep. league mm. so he's fighting for that third spot between him because they're not kenny pickett's already above him and you still have a uh, <laughs> big dick mitch over there so <laughs> honestly, I, is dead. <laughs> yeah as much as i don't like the steelers i do pay attention because i, I have to keep my eye on what they're doing because of the division rivalry uh, people are forgetting Mason Rudolph is on the roster, and people are all also kind of forgetting about Big Dick Mitch yeah. to the fact where Kenny Pickett's just going to be the starter, mini hands and all. You're going to see the, the two gloves on the people NFL football. People are saying Mitch may be back. He gets a little bit of time. He got out of Chicago, which Pittsburgh is not much more friendlier, but you're out of Chicago and out of that, Marcus, so maybe life's a little bit easier. He is going to have a competent head coach. He's yeah. not going to have uh, idiot Matt Nagy as, as head coach. Mike Tomlin, as much as I don't really like him. By the way, did you see his? He was on um, the the podcast with Ryan Clark, his Ryan Clark's podcast, and he was telling the story. Remember oh, when he yeah. like jumped out in front of the guy and accidentally tripped him? He's that like, was kind of funny. I was watching on the jumbotron, and I thought he was on the opposite side of the field. And he saw he saw himself and was like, like, "Oh shoot, that's me!" Oh, oh, oh yeah. No, no, Tomlin is. I'd easily say top five coach in the league. So, especially if knows? you want to put the the qualifier on it too, he's one of the first or most successful African American head Probably coaches. Probably the most successful. Uh, other him than and Dungy. him and Tony Dungy were the first two of that generation that laid the groundwork for everybody else that that has been able who, to. Who come knows? Through. Maybe because look, there's no doubt the Steelers will not tank. So, so they'll hover around 500, and you have Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. You hover around 500. With that last wild, good. like even last year, for as bad as the Steelers were, we all knew that they were really, really bad. Uh, with with Roethlisberger, yeah, Rottenbuggers last year, they were still in the hunt. Up and they until still the last made the playoffs. Week. Yes, and they were like. With the three wildcard teams, anything can happen. Yeah. You can have a bad middle of the season, have a good start and end, and still wind up as like the mm. eight or nine and then seed. Pr- and then you just got to go on a miracle, not a miracle run, but like a run like you had where you like you just come out of nowhere. Yeah, we were like, the four seed. We were the division. I, I know, I know, I know. But you were fighting know, for a wild card spot yeah. in week 16 with coming here to Denver. So it's not like you were like, oh, shoot, the Bengals are leading the division. All I, all year. I didn't even Things say that happen. they were. I, I got asked by like four guys in the bathroom whether or not I thought we were going to win out the rest of the 
schedule and we won three out of the next four. four. I was like, oh. Oh, this is I nice. Guess. Who thought this? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I felt like Ricky Bobby a little bit. Uh, ESPN did come out with their roster rankings now that some of the free agency moves and the draft is uh, kind of settled. Mini camps happened and we're on that little bit of a break before OTAs or not OTAs. Uh, camp and the scrimmages preseason will start and the rankings i have three listed i have our two teams and i don't know if you were surprised by this or not buffalo came back by espn as a number one rated roster right now which makes a little bit of sense with what they were able to do getting vaughn josh allen's obviously gonna hopefully gonna take another step forward is what they're expecting and you still have stefan diggs I think losing Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a bigger issue. Than I, I still are. think the number one roster is still LA. I'm just like, when you have 99 on one side and, and five behind him, like that's still the best team in football until proven it, otherwise. It does say something though that Von Miller is, was willing to switch from the defense that he was with in LA last year to go. Because I'm pretty got, sure Los Angeles bag, he man. got he got paid he a bag. bag. I'm sure Los Angeles was looking at him like, yeah, I mean, we'll keep you. That was a yeah. solid run that you had with us. We'll keep you around and and. Pay, pay you whatever you want, give you a nice little end-of-the-career deal. I don't think the Rams have – look, I know the solid cap is a myth in football, but I don't think they saw what he got in Buffalo. I can't have like, Kroenke start getting cold feet now. Yeah, they were like, yeah. He's got to rebuild the avalanche, make sure that they're – you've got to give Joe enough money to rebuild the avalanche. So let's, th- let's not stop cashing checks now, Kroenke. Yeah, it, just, it was just a little bit surprising to me when that whole thing did happen. It was also a little bit surprising to me the money that Buffalo threw because we're talking yeah, about the Buffalo Bills where they've never paid anybody. No. And they've had Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, their defensive guys, Bruce Irvin. They've had like studs and Simpson. NFL. Sorry, I had to bring that NFL one NFL Hall of Fame players. <laughs> but they've never really backed up the Brinks truck. Brinks truck. And they've done that now. They got Diggs in. They've got Diggs under Josh contract. Allen is Josh not Allen is like, not. Josh Allen is going to be the quarterback for Buffalo. He's the next Jim Kelly. He's just this generation he's, of he's, Buffalo fans, Jim I'll, Kelly. I'll even say it. He could. Talent wise, I don't think he'll. Maybe he may not have as successful as career as Jim Kelly did. But talent wise, you could argue that Josh Allen probably may have, maybe the most talented. All he needs is one Bills history, one Super Bowl championship, yeah. and he's got more. Or, not, or lose only three in a row instead of four. <laughs> oh man, that guy! His football life is a great documentary. Oh. I recommend it to everybody who's seen it for Jim Kelly. But that is incredible. That man lost four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. You talk, want to talk about Corey Perry. <laughs> Poor guy over here went, lost four with the same team. <laughs> At least Jim Kelly was a, a good good guy outside yeah. of things and wasn't a total – I'm not going to – I can't even it's say okay. what yeah. I want to say about Corey Perry. Corey Perry's a worm. He's, he's accepted that nickname, and he knows it as well. Uh, but Buffalo came in number one. Since he was ranked eighth, and that I was reading the explanation, that was more so for the free agency moves that they made on the offensive line. There is still a big hole at left guard there, but we now have left tackle Jonah Williams, center Ted Karras, right guard Alex Coppa, right tackle Lyle Collins. So I see where they're coming in that regard. My biggest thing is they still have not re-signed Jesse Bates. And we are, the negotiations, we are two months yes, into the preseason or like offseason? The, the timer is That's is why ticking. you're eight. That's why you're at eight. It's, it's ticking a little bit. Um, and we got to make sure that the, the draft picks that they were able to pull out in that first round. I know I, we talked a little bit about it, and, and I'll have to break down. When we do a Bengals season preview, I'll talk a little bit more about the picks specifically. But you got to hope that all of the culture that you were built building last season and that you were able to solidify towards the end 
we can't have another feeling out process with no. the new guys that you brought in. The Bengals are now in a situation where we can't surprise anybody. We're going to have to get ready and go you, right from the start. You're an offensive powerhouse right now. There's zero denying that at all. But there are so, so many questions on the defense. So many. And it starts, like you said, with Bates. I Look, I, I would – look, if you you were in a conference with Josh Allen, um, um, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson now – Justin Herbert and your best DB is still Chidobi Awuzie. Like, come on now. Like, like Jesse, ba- that is a problem waiting to happen. Look, I, 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 I'm worried, and but I have, and I have Sertan and Justin Simmons. I still have a top five safety and one of the best young rookie cornerbacks, and I'm still scared. I'd be terrified. Look, your division. Doesn't have the greatest quarterbacks in the world, uh, and the, the best, best quarterback, quarterback there is a running back. So I was <laughs> going to say the best quarterback right now is is uh, probably not going to play for a full year. Yeah, exactly. So like you don't have to worry about your division when you, get, when you get to, the best quarterback. When you get to the playoffs, you're going to be facing these teams with star quarterbacks and star receivers. The Chiefs don't have him, but who are you going to put on Diggs? And really, like going back to that play where they won the, the AFC Championship. Jesse Bates baited Patrick Mahomes into that last pick. He knew where he was going to Tyreek Hill. They had the bracket coverage. Jesse Bates was the one that was good enough to disguise that and trick Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes isn't Peyton Manning or Tom Brady where you're not going to be able to bait him into stuff. Like He'll get surprised every now and then. But he still did that. He still caused that play that got you the ball back in overtime in the AFC Championship and allowed you – to go and win and be in your first Super Bowl for 31 years. So, yes, I get that safeties, whether or not you want to say he had a bad regular season, you can you can kind of talk about that. I don't give a shit. Like, you can be a middle-of-the-road safety. It's as long as you can play competent enough where you're not giving up deep bombs every other play, and when you get to the playoffs, you solidify yourself and you can lead the team. Jesse Bates has been a captain on this team for three years. He was not a highly touted pick when we brought him in. Everybody was saying, "No, oh, we we could have." I can't even think of who else was in his draft class. But I remember being on the forums, being in the Facebook groups, and talking to other Bengals fans like, "Why, why, why are we picking this kid like Jesse Bates out of Wake Forest? What is he ever going to do?" And he's turned himself into one of the best leaders he's in the your back play end of caller, the defense. And the reason why they're eight right now is not because of their offense; it's because you don't have them on your team. There is no anchor. You can say Logan Wilson, Logan Wilson, that it doesn't matter up the middle. There's 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 no one on the outside that can that can stop Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Stop stop. Look, I know Dolphins are whatever. But Tyreek Hill is still in your conference. I mean, you could go down the list of star receivers in the AFC alone that they'll have to face. Like, like you are, you could be treading water big time. Like, look, this is this is a team that just lost the Super Bowl, and I have no problem with them being an eight because all the questions on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, there's still a lot of uh, solidifying and a lot of retooling. I think as good as it started off with the free agency signings on the offensive line, it's gotten really stale and that kind of scares me a little bit as a Bengals fan. Um, Hopefully they've taken this time that they haven't really done anything else and put together a hell of a package Mm -hmm. for Jesse Bates. And then the last ranking that we'll look at before we talk a little bit more about the, the Deshaun Watson situation the Broncos were in at number fourteen, which I'm which I'm fine with. It's, it look, honestly makes it's, a ton it, of it's sense. It's because this team has a lot to prove. That's all it is. And, and look, I I still think this team is better than the Raiders. I think this team is right up there with the Chargers. And the Chiefs lost a lot of pieces. So I and look, you, I I don't have the rankings pulled up in front of me, but I know all the four AFC West teams are in the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. I can already tell without even looking at it. So. 
be probably the lowest, which is fine. You have a brand new quarterback. You have a lot of young pieces that are still prove it guys, and that's fine. That's fine. Just prove it, guys. Like prove, prove, prove people wrong. Prove you. Like look, everybody's still like, oh, Russell Wilson. Who cares? You're still gonna be last in the division. Well, prove it wrong. That's yeah. literally it is. There, there is look. There's more pressure on on the Chargers. There's more pressure on the Chiefs than there is you right now. Because the Chargers are like, oh, Justin Herbert. He's in his rookie contract right now. You got you. You got to make a Super Bowl and make a big run before he gets paid. Patrick Mahomes just lost all those guys. He's he's an MVP type guy. What is his legacy? gonna look like like the Broncos have no pressure whatsoever you go out there you go fight for a wild card fight for a division win or a division championship and you're right where you want to be and look you have a Hall of Fame quarterback now you have a bunch of young guns they're all rookie deals this is how you this is how you get to the mountaintop right yeah. This is how you want to build yourself. And I have no problem with being at 14 because, like I said, they're still they're, – we're really young defensively. We're really young offensive, on the offensive side of football with weapons outside of Russell um, and, and Melvin. So it's prove it, guys. But I have no doubt that I think Hackett can get the best out of this group and still – Improve, prove ourselves that we're not the worst team in this division for a third straight or fourth straight, however many years it's been. Yeah, other. I mean, now that the Raiders kind of put together their pieces and, and picked themselves up, and, and to be real, with Broncos country, and I live in Broncos country, I, I hear all of the, the stuff, you're going to have to start beating teams in your division. You can't go out there and lay two duds it's, against the Raiders it's, like it's, you have been. It's not necessarily beating it's it's beating the Chiefs, which you haven't done since. You years. haven't really been beating the Raiders all that you much beat in the, the Raiders last, few last years. year. I went to the game last year. They, you did beat the Raiders, but the Chargers are your little stepchild. That's the team that cuz look. Are we sure? I, the Chargers cannot win in mile high. So, we want to go down a list of teams. Chargers cannot win in mile high. And as far as I'm concerned, we play two we play two home games every single time we play the Chargers. It doesn't matter if they have a million dollar Death Star over there in LA. It's two home games every time you play the Chargers. So I look I I the Chiefs are the target, obviously. You have to beat them one time at least. And look, I, I I've been saying it for, I don't know for how long. You win four out of the, your six conference or in division games, you're in a great spot. That would constitute beating the Raiders at home, not giving up the lead. And, and yes, I'm aware of that. Yeah, Either no, one, that's four of the six, though. It doesn't matter how you get there. You went four to the six. You you are four and two against your division. That puts you in an excellent spot in your division and in the playoffs. That's all. You, I'm not asking for you to beat everybody. I'm, I'm asking you to win four. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like these are just preseason rankings on paper. Every team that's ranked here, Buffalo is going to go out and pro- have to prove their ranking right. And at some point, we will have actual game tape to go off of. And and when that happens, these are going to be totally different. Totally because they see. Uh, I had of it. I have. I, wanna, I don't know what the preseason last year was, but it's not like everyone was high on the Rams. No, they, they people were because of because the big question mark was Stafford. Like I would, if I would guess, I, look, I'm not I'm not comparing the Broncos to the Rams of last year because we're not nowhere near that yet. But like. I would I would have guessed that that the Rams were probably around where the Bengals were at right now yep. last year. Like they were a middle of the road team, a, like a, like a maybe they win the division, maybe they won't. Who knows? Um, and just big question marks. And look what happened to them. Like like team. Look, we're talking about the Rams. This the Bills. That people people are forgetting. There's this guy over there in South or in Florida that came out of retirement still. Yeah. So they're and the Tampa Bay. 
is number two right so, now. So so there's 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 I'm still surprised. How is LA not two? I I'm still confused why LA is not top two. If the look, Buccaneers are a great team, but the Rams beat them. As far as I'm concerned, look, you lose Robert Woods, but Al, or you you bring in uh, something Jefferson, Allen Jefferson. I uh, think so. Oh yeah. my God! It's what's the guy's name? Van Jeff? No, Van no, Jefferson no, was there. No, not Van Jefferson. It's Allen. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. There it is. Allen Robinson, probably a more consistent receiver than Robert Woods. I mean, like you're just if he stays healthy because Bobby Trees was out. In, exactly. With an ACL if he stays injury. healthy, you're more consistent than him. Like. I think the Rams and you still have better. Cooper, Cup. Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football. That's not even close. Yeah. Like it's the the Rams have a lot of things going for them. As far as I'm concerned, like we said in hockey, like we said in basketball, so you to throw the champs, it's still the Rams. You got to go Rams lead to lose. You got to go out and prove it. The just to finish out top ten, Bills number one, Buccaneers number two, Chargers at number three. That's, that's just blown. Rams at number ass. four, uh, five is Green Bay, which makes. Absolutely that's, no fucking sense. Uh, that's because uh, of one guy, and if we're basing off one guy, are we really? <laughs> I would take Russell like, Wilson over. Aaron I, I Rogers. would. I, I would take current roster setup. I would take the Broncos roster. Over absolutely, the roster. not even close. Uh, without Devonta, if they had Devonta Adams, it's a different conversation. I don't know. Without him, the it's not even close. There are three spots ahead of, it's of the Bengals because that division is fucking ass. It is bad. It's it's, it's literally the really it's literally going to be the AFC least yeah. <laughs> or NFC least, whatever the fuck it it's is, called. Yeah, the NFC, yeah. NFC. Uh, six is Cleveland, which we like. We said we don't know who and their Deshaun quarterback Watson is. Deshaun Watson doesn't play. I think the I think the Browns could be the fourth team in your division. Yeah, I'll uh, say it. <laughs> like I'm, I may be a hot take, but uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play a game. You're um, really going to tell me Jacoby Brissett is going to lead your team to a playoffs? Hell no. No, this guy who wrote this article has no idea what he's talking about because he goes Browns at six. And then at seven, it's Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Bengals at eight. I've, I've already seen Chiefs enough. This, nine, I don't know what you just pulled, Jimmy. I've, I've seen this enough. Is, that was I've ESPN Plus. I had to pay to read that article from that <laughs> that dumbass there. I think I we could have done done better. We might have to prove that this we could. Guy's from Philadelphia. I don't know who the fuck who wrote this article, but he's got to be. Yeah, from tell Philly. me, Nick Sirianni's going to coach the seventh best roster paper on paper in the league. Mm, you got you got some other things going hilarious. there. Uh, I don't know if it's legal in Philly, but you're. You're definitely spending your recreational time doing something else. Um, last thing we'll talk about, Deshaun Watson. Only thing that I really wanted to, to discuss now, because we haven't actually given our opinions on what the discipline action should be, if you were deciding the fate of Deshaun Watson, is it a full year suspension? I think it's two years. I'll even two go years? that far. Because look, look at what the other cases of this of this similarity cross league. Greg Rice got fucking six games. That and that was one charge. It was. I mean, it was one, a very one bad charge, charge on video. It was a video. It all was, that yeah. very bad charge, but fucking more more than fifty five cases, twenty six confirmed. And you're telling me this guy can only gonna get a slap on the wrist? I think this is the NFL's chance to fucking send him to the fucking dryer. Because look, look, you have a chance to 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 to, to set a precedent that we're not about this. You gave Cal- look. I keep going back to this Calvin Ridley thing because of the way the, the sports betting world has taken over. There's zero denying how big how big sports betting has come into the professional sports. You give him a year. If you give if you give Deshaun Watson. Anything less than that, you are already setting a precedent that we don't fucking care about what you do off the field. As long as you can play, yeah. I mean, as that long would as be, you play, that would be the biggest money, and that's all that matters. They would confirm the arguments that we hear a lot, like fans, you and I are fans of the NFL. We have to like, it's getting a lot harder of and harder. Slaps on the wrist. Every everybody can say like 
the NFL doesn't hold their, their players accountable. As long as you can play, they'll take care of you. This would be the one chance where we can look and say, Roger Goodell and the NFL have some integrity. But then I'm also seeing the videos come out about this whole Washington scandal and seeing the deposition of Roger Goodell. They and have it's a, a fucking joke. They, like, this whole thing, chance. this whole thing is such a fucking joke. Like, the it's, NFL and the way that they handle, quote-unquote, their players off the field, I... It's it's we we said this during the playoffs during the NBA and NHL playoffs we said it I said it briefly if the NFL wasn't the NFL and this was baseball doing this it'd be fucking done people would yeah it'd people would have been boycotting and would have if they would have allowed somebody to play with the allegations in the MLB NBA or NHL without serving a major suspension and and I agree like. There should be a suspension that carries over into next season, so that he's not only getting fined the million dollars on this contract. Literally, the, it's the like. Look, you're not you're not the, just punishing Deshaun Watson at this point. You're punishing the Cleveland Browns for what they did too. And you need to punish the Houston Texans too. Because like, the, the shit that's coming out about the Texans, not only knowing about Deshaun's problem, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, because I feel like what he was, what he's doing, and what's been confirmed with some of these women is more than a problem. If you want to just call it that, you have got to you Set have got to tone. sanction him, tone. make sure that he gets fined more money than just the million dollars, sanction the Browns for doing their due diligence and not actually looking like holding evidence that would have made this not a good business move. And yeah, make sure that the Texans have something because the fact that they knew this was going on and supplied him with hotel rooms have, for two fucking seasons. A guy doesn't have 55 masseuses just out of the fucking blue. Okay. <laughs> you knew what you were paying for those hotel rooms for. It's, you had people come to you and say, this guy is not like, he's telling you that he needs an extra massage. He is not getting massage. It, it, I, I, I'm watching survivor right now because it's off season and I can, and I'm watching the, the newest season on Hulu. And there's a guy that, that was, that was touching some of the other contestants the wrong way. And they fucking kicked him off. You can fucking, you don't let that shit keep going. Look, I hate defending the Patriots more than anything, but the fucking Patriots lost draft, lost draft picks for fucking deflating the football when nowhere in the rules, it technically says you can't do that. I, I'm just I'm look look Belichick. They film people fucking secretly, and look, I get that's fucking bad, but <laughs> there's there's levels in to the morality. There's of levels to transgression. There's more in the morality of of not just ruining the game of ruining your fucking sport. <laughs> there's the, you can set the tone. Like I said, you can set the tone here, and, and, and it's funny how how Goodell denies everything and and says we're, we're he just keeps putting it off. We're looking into we're it. looking into it. We're looking, like that's literally the 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 um we played well out there like the the normal um gotta have gotta have four lines he's basically doing the hockey interview gotta have four lines banging bang, banging bodies the whole night and uh shoot pucks on the net or, or oh the, shit or, or the greg popovich the we just gotta shoot the ball better like, like it's literally like it's it's literally just like a slap on the hand and, and look he has an opportunity you have an opportunity to get dan snyder out of the league which more than anyone wants to do it it's funny too when you have a chance to get dan snyder out of the league you have a chance to get deshaun watson this situation corrected and it's funny because we look we're talking the fifa world cup should be technically going on right now but since qatar is during winter right now it happens during the fall the world cup is here in 26 every Every World Cup final has been hosted in the hosts in the capital cities. They straight up looked at Washington D.C. said, "Fuck this, 
We're talking about a, a fucking organization that is more corrupt than anything in FIFA. And they said, eh, nope, we're going to go play in Texas. We're going to go play in SoFi Stadium because you have a shit stadium. You're a shit organization. And, and look, if, if we weren't, and luckily the United States has money to fucking burn with football and these gorgeous stadiums that they don't have, they don't have to deal with going to Washington, D.C. and dealing with that. But if if you if you have outside leagues and other things coming in being like I don't want a part of this, there's something that needs to be fucking said. It comes down to the league has to hold the players responsible, and it also comes down to television, uh, like the TV companies and the advertising needs to hold the NFL accountable and and stop and say if Dan Snyder is still an owner, if Deshaun Watson gets less than a full season, probably a season and a half worth of suspension we're going to have to pull a lot of this funding. And I get that they'll lose money in the long run, but if you want, if, if we really want to correct all this behavior, and remember after the Ray Rice thing, the NFL launched an entire year-long campaign of those commercials where the players were sitting there uncomfortable looking at the camera like domestic violence. It's a tough thing to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Well, Deshaun Watson wasn't in a relationship with these masseuses, but that's still a, it's a sexually violent thing that he was doing. He was. We don't know if he was. You don't know what was we don't have video of what was going on behind the closed doors. When, when but more I, than a couple dozen women do it, it's not like it's blowing smoke. And there's a reason. Like think about. It used to be a thing where women wouldn't be able to talk about the misconduct going on against them because they would have like it's uncomfortable. It's difficult to talk about, and I wouldn't want to share that in an open courtroom. But if these people are willing to go to court with Deshaun Watson, sit there and look at him in the eyes, just so that they can get the satisfaction of knowing that this prick who is doing all of this shit to them is finally going to get some justice that is well deserved, and like I, it, it's there's a lot of things that can go right, and a lot of things that I'm expecting. We're just going to have to sit here and go. NFL missed that. Every the TV agency should have pulled out. The advertising companies is still supplying the money, and we're just going to have to move on. At some point, it's going to come down to the fans and the people that are allowing the NFL to be the monster that it is to take a step back and actually, if we're going to say we're not watching the NFL because of this situation and how they handled it, we're actually going to have to stay. And up. like I said, because the NFL is king, they let this shit fucking slide, and it's not happened. Like, look, the most recent. The thing that, 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 that you can compare this to is easily the Donald Sterling case with the Clippers. He said some racist remarks to Magic Johnson and what happened in literally a month's time. At, uh, uh, at, the, at the time, David Stern, the commissioner, went over and said, you're, you're done here. It literally a month. Here we are fucking three years after after Dan Snyder's thing is, is still is still been going on. And you, ha- you don't have the balls to be like, you're fucking done. You're the, you're the commissioner. There is no, there is no, like there are 31 owners in this league. Every, unanimously, the NBA has the exact same rule the NFL does. Unanimously, the other th- 29 owners said, yep, he's fucking gone. Look at the situation in Carolina. Carolina's owner was forced to sell the team one season after he had his his incident. And that was the thing that was voted on by all of the other NFL owners. That's the, that's what's crazy to me. It's fucking the sexual part. It's the fucking tax fraud. This guy yeah. can be in fucking jail for 30 years. We're talking about sales that you held from across the league. Th- this that's the, what I thought was going to be his, his the fucking nail in the coffin. Yes, because the other owners were going to be like, oh, he's holding money this back from us. How the hell did you get all this money? Yeah, like, I don't care if he was pimping out his cheerleaders overseas. And that's not me saying that. I'm paraphrasing what these other owners have put out. Like, obvi- that's 
that's what their actions have shown. I don't give a shit if he was pimping out his cheerleaders to season ticket holders overseas. He's holding back money. I thought that was going to be where Dan Snyder was going to die. And it's still like, this guy has to have pictures of Roger Goodell doing something bad, pictures of Jerry Jones, all of the top owners that could influence the decision to get him out. We don't want to get political here, but the fucking everything with the the Zlane Maxwell thing, like I I hate saying it, but I would not be surprised if Washington, D.C. is right fucking there and Dan Snyder wasn't, had had a fucking hat in the race. That's all I'll say. I, I hope that it's not that decision. I think that Deshaun, he's at least going to, if he gets anything less than this season plus the playoffs, that's a, a total I miscarriage. Don't think the Browns play, I don't know why people are still blowing smoke on the this Browns team. You just have, still, to, I know, you just but, have to throw in the fact that he won't, because if you don't put it in there, he can get a full season and then they make the playoffs some, by some miracle and he's able to come yeah, back. And you have a chance games. to make it right. You have a chance to make it right. The one last thing too, before like like I said, you want to talk about soreness across football in general is, is this, the DT news that popped out today that he did have CTE and that they did study his brain and all that information came out and you had you had Des Bryant look you can say what you want about Des Bryant you can say what you want about the likes of Ryan Harris and and you can go, Ryan Clark or you could go down the list of so players that have talked about CTE in general but the seizures probably would have costed DT's life. So that's something that the NFL needs to also address too. And like, look, you're, you're ta- you're in, you're in a situation where like, look, I, I hate bringing this up because of everything that's happened with him, but look at the Antonio Brown situation. The, he, the man has flipped a switch because of the Montez perfect, perfect hits. Now he has not been the same. Like DT had a lot of seizures, had a lot of things going wrong with him. They're, the one thing that the NFL needs to do, which they've done a halfway decent job with, is making sure that the athletes, after they're done, get treated the correct way. It doesn't matter if they're the fucking water boy at the end of the bench. They need to make sure the guys the right way because I'm hoping that 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 we can excel this this CTE treatment. That it doesn't take until the guy's actually dead to be able to d- diagnose someone, and that that we that we can figure out how we can how we can help someone along those lines. Because, like I said, DT was a receiver. I can't remember a single major hit at the top of my head. There definitely was, but off the top of my Probably mind, some. I mean, that was Emmanuel Sanders that got laid out in St. Louis. There, and there, there the was Legion I, of Boom. Exactly. I can't think of a major one off the top of my mind. And this was a receiver that got touched, fucking five times a game, six times a game at most, six hits a game. Like, look, there's this is a look. We we can talk about the Sean Watson stuff, Dan Snyder stuff. I just hope that they take this this because look, I love DT and I love everything that he brought to this franchise and this this city, and and I would hate to see them not try to not see what happened with DT and not be like, okay, once this fucking bullshit with with Deshaun and Snyder are fucking done, we need to fucking focus on our players right now and focus on the guys that just retired and be like, okay, what can we do to make you help? What is is it is it is it medical marijuana? Is it whatever? It doesn't matter what it is. What is it? You figure it out and you work with doctors and get that thing because look it's it's the cancer of professional football you you fuck cancer like you you the cancer is one of the fucking worst things that you could ever experience in this world and, and it is a cancer that happens with football players that is that almost every single person has ever had it that played it I played football has had it. So if you're the NFL, once you get rid of this all this bullshit, I think it's important to, to, to focus in on this because, like I said, it literally lit up like a fucking Christmas tree when they put DT's brain in the scene. Yeah, I'm sure Like the mental health aspect, as many players that are coming out about this whole thing, the NFL needs to have a mental health 
personnel like on retainer for each team and probably a staff of mental health guys because I think back uh, we talked about the uh, Dwayne Haskins situation when it did happen and I had a personal relationship with him uh, that was a quarterback and I can't help but think the depression the anxiety it's obviously the pressure of being in the situation that he was in and not living up to his draft potential is what partially caused that um, but then also like if you're 100% mentally there and have no effects lingering from CTE or, or anxiety or depression, you're not running across the highway in, in the middle of Florida. I mean, look, you could even go past to the to the junior sale. If you watch the 30 for 30 of the junior sale, one of the saddest things in the this world. Tough, tough I, I mean, look, it's it's something that that needs it's it's not it's not necessarily it's not even a it's not even a, uh, we should look it into this it's a it's a let's figure this out now so that the guys who are little kids that are that are fucking eight years old ten years old can continue playing football and loving the game like we did and, and grow up watching it and being like man I want to be like that instead there's a reason why basketball is taking off there's a reason why lacrosse is taking off fucking hockey you could go down the list baseball has taken off because parents are like. Look at what fucking happened to all these kids. Like, look, we, we grew up butting heads more than anyone. We, and, were, and we, we used we to be put did, in the first we, rep we, of the drill we, so we, that we would set the, we joke, set the tone. We joke around that we fucking gave each other more CTE than probably any human possible. But it's like it's you have to figure out a way to do it because that's, that's the next. It's not even the next. It should be the biggest thing medical-wise and, and health-wise for the players because you cannot keep having situations like you just had with DT, like you had with Junior Seau. You go down the fucking list, you can name off 100 different players. You can't have that keep going on. It's it's an epidemic that needs to get solved, and it's something that's continued on even post-concussion and, and all of that, that stuff. And the NFL was just allowed to kind of skate by on it. I hope that this whole let's hold the NFL accountable thing, I hope that that also – falls under that umbrella let's change the subject let's talk about nba the nba had some yeah there's a, a, a summer lot league's of on, summer league's on by the way i've been watching summer league that's how how you know that's, i'm bad how summer down league bad. basketball <laughs> yeah is usfl football yeah. same same but different uh four max contracts or five max contracts that i have down here that were signed devin booker four year 224 devin booker got the 2k23 cover it is the ugliest cover i've ever seen in my life also sorry i had to point that out uh john morant four years 226 nicole Jokic five years 264 Every fucking penny worth it carl anthony towns four years 224 and then zion just agreed to the rookie supermax deal of five years, $193 million, and uh, hasn't finished out a full season. So. I'll even say this. Look, this is another deal that went under the radar. i got to pull up this guy's name. There's a second-round pick this year that just signed a three-year, $7.5 million deal. Second-round pick. Jimmy, a second-round pick, a guy that – Probably won't ever see the he's floor. Not, yeah, he's not even Memphis. gonna be in the. He's not gonna be on the he floor. He won't see the floor from Memphis. Three he years, might be seven a backup and a half in million. the G League. Whoever the fucking whoever whoever the genius that is his agent, this is the largest contract a second round pick has ever signed right off the bat. It, it, look, with these contracts, the NBA keeps getting richer and richer. It's it's funny how I say that. And most almost all of this is guaranteed as well. So it makes it even funner. Going back up down the list, Devin Booker, you knew, knew that wasn't going to happen. Devin Booker is the guy that Brooklyn is trying to get in the Kevin Durant package, and they know they're not going to be able to touch him. John Morant, worth every penny. He is built, built grit and grind 2.0. Jokic, I can't even say more than enough good things about him. So you know, my, everyone, if you listen to the show, you know uh, my feelings on Jokic and that he's worth every single penny you throw at him. Cap, 
Lots of the deal work is interesting. It says two twenty four, but I know the guaranteed money is upwards of two over two hundred fifty million dollars because because there's did he have years left on his initial contract? Yes, because there's three centers in NBA history have signed for over two hundred fifty million dollars: Nicole Jokic, Carlton Towns, and Rudy Gobert. And two of those guys are now on the same roster. So that's where things just get tricky with that. And look, we we can that's a great segue to jump into this go bear trade because we're talking about people are like, well, this is David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is Cat is Cat Tim Duncan here? Did I miss something here? Hold on. Did, did I did I miss something here? Because like I said, it was either last week or week two weeks ago. I said where is this money going to come from, Anthony Edwards, when you have to pay him? Because, in my opinion, this is still Anthony Edwards' team. And, yeah, and I was, I was also going to say, Anthony Edwards has options outside of just playing four years. Like, once he hits free agency, Los Angeles <laughs> is going to come with an open check because I just, like, I, I watched Hustle. I watched it's, Hustle. It was a fucking it's, new it's life. Really, I loved it. We had, I, still gotta, I still got to finish it out. All the basketball players that they had in that movie were actually Anthony Edwards was fucking hilarious. Yeah, Anthony, I think Anthony Edwards <laughs> is actually kissing a, to his girl. Like, yeah, like, hey, a legit f- good actor. Girl, and, yeah. yeah, Anthony Edwards definitely, he named his dog Anthony Edwards Jr. That's He's totally the guy that's going to sit there on Instagram the night before he plays you. He's like, his, mo- his mom's name is, his wife's name is. His girl, side girl's name is. Yeah. Like, you go down the list. I had to look it up because I didn't, I honestly thought you that Wancho was, was an actor. I no, thought Wancho was an actor. Wancho was a, was a Denver Nugget legend. I, I, once Cruz, I realized, like, like, oh, Wancho Vernon Gomez. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Wancho got your name. Yeah, shout out Wancho. That was a, that trade, there's a lot that I can talk about here. I think John Morant, that John Morant and Zion being in the same class, also signing max deals, those are the two opposite ends of the spectrum. That's why people Zion hasn't licked the floor. No, for no, more no, than that's, and that's why people were saying honestly, I would pick John Morant over Zion when they were coming out because Ja had proven he was going to play, and Zion in college, even at Duke, he had trouble staying on the floor. He didn't play. I don't think he played when they made it to the tournament that no, year. No, right? no, he did. He did. He did. He was injured though throughout the year. He didn't play the second North Carolina game because I remember watching that. Because he's fat. He's he's a lot more ripped now. But look, if you look at the two talents, Zion, the fucking specimen that he is, you have to give him that deal for New Orleans. You have to because think about this. Who the fuck's going to sign a person like Zion to the team? The, look, physical attribute-wise, we have not seen anyone like his physical attributes-wise. I'm not saying his game. I'm saying physical attributes since LeBron coming out of fucking high school. That's all you need to compare it to. His, his athleticism and his size and, and the fucking physical power he has, you have to give him that money. It doesn't. And look, the question comes in then: Do you trade him for Kevin Durant? Absolutely, you do. Yeah. But 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 with a franchise like New Orleans that had Chris Paul, that had that had so many like young good players on their team just come through, and Anthony Davis, to Marcus Cousins, you were down the list of guys that just fucking left. You have a guy like Zion, you hook him up for for, for five years, and he's and you have him set, and you can be like, you know what, you have time to grow. You have a young core. Like look, look, New Orleans gave. Gave Phoenix a run for their money in the first round. People forget. They, like, like, look, CJ McCollum, great addition. Brandon Ingram, great player. Zion, fully healthy. That team is a decent team in the West. So you have to 
take the risk when you can because someone of Zion's stature is not going to willingly play in New Orleans unless you are from there. I really just – I because they had time. They didn't have to sign him to this big of a contract this early. Let's at least let the paint dry and have him get out there for – I, I won't even say a full season. 40 games. Give me a 40-game year, then I'll be able to deal with the $190 million that I'm going to have to pay your fat ass to dunk in McDonald's play places. The, the, the problem you're running into, Jimmy, is with number one picks, it's tricky. That's all I'll say. Like, 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 look. The, the only I can the only person that did not sign an extension. I'm pretty sure the last 20 years, those number one pick was Anthony Bennett, and you don't even know who that is. He was a number one pick in like 2013, maybe 2014 with Cleveland. The guy, it was one of the worst draft classes in the history of the league. That's all I'll say. So he got picked at number one overall, played in the G League, played five minutes in the NBA, and was gone. So. It is if you have a number one pick, it's almost a guarantee he'll get, he'll get resigned, almost a guarantee. I'm sure that he'll so, get. I'm, I'm not saying that he. I get why you need to lock him up, but let's just like I said, let's let the paint dry and let's actually put him on the floor I I, because I, that's a lot of guaranteed money to let a guy sit on the bench. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I've also seen Zion play healthy, and I know what he was Can like he at Duke. Play, I know that was at Duke. Can he play like that? I don't think that's. I don't I, think I, I, that his, look, physically. I don't think that he's going to be able to stand up to play above the rim like he does. I, you can't sustain that. That's no, all. You, you can't. You, can't. you can do but that for two or three years. Have, he doesn't have any other part of his game. He, right his now. jump shot is uglier than yours. That's all I'll say. So, so look. There's other things you ha- you'll have to do. Maybe lo- be a lockdown defender. There's there's things you can implement your game. You can. And you pe- become Ben Simmons. People got fucking creative. Okay. And people got creative. Some people just decided not to evolve. Now it's Ben Simmons. So people get creative. I don't hate it. He. he didn't, Look, job was worth every penny. Zion still has to prove it. And but you look at the other people in that draft class. MPJ was in that draft class too. He got a fucking bag too last summer. I mean, like I didn't agree with that one either. So so, so the bags are given being given out just like that. I get that the NBA has more money than they know what to spend. Uh, back to the Gobert trade. Why is Gobert <laughs> traded for five players? That's what I five don't get. Four, five picks and four players. It's like nine players, Jimmy. Like like they have like they got four future firsts and they got three four players. They bought out one of them already. What does it mean a projected top five in twenty twenty nine? Like I didn't. I saw that as part of the con, the trade details, and it, I was like, it's, they get a, a first rounder in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty seven. Oh, projected top five protected. That's top five. It's t- projected top five protected, which means that the team, the if the Timberwolves are the worst team in the league, that means if the picks in the top five, they can't trade for it. Basketball does it that way, where if a future draft pick, you can protect it. So like, if you want to say uh, draft draft lottery protected, you trade for a first round pick for a guy and you suck the next year and you're a top three pick you don't lose the pick hence the reason why golden state kept their number two overall pick people forget and that in the, why they have james wiseman if they fell to four they would have lost that pick it was top three protected so that's it, it doesn't happen very often why that throws into play that draft pick's already in utah but you think about utah look Utah's fucking shipped the bed. If you're down for Milch, you are fucking done. They are. They're not going to be competing for a top. And they have the worst uniforms in basketball right now. It is a goddamn practice uniform that you got in gym class. So that's another thing on top of it. But look. Tim Conley fucking said, because yep, that Tim Conley is a guy in Minnesota said I have to stop Jokic, and gave up the fucking farm to do so. 
That because look, look, you're not making this deal to face LeBron in the playoffs. You're, yeah, you're, you're not. Also, you're this not, deal puts you at even more of a disadvantage when you play teams like Golden State. Golden State, you can say the Clippers. Clippers are coming back when you're playing Luca or Fox. Say who's going to guard Luca? You can't throw Cat or Gobert on him. It's, it's it, those two are barbecue chicken alert on the perimeter def- defense. So you literally bought those two guys, bought, have those two guys to stop Jokic in the playoffs. And who? Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe it's sustainable. But in a league where where the center position is not dying, because look, the last the, the top two MVP voting were centers last two years. It's not dying, but it's 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 minuscule. It's minuscule. Yeah. You can honestly are, get away with one top center and then just solidify the positions around him, and and you need a good a solid backup, but you can't. The money that you're paying Carl Anthony Towns and, and Rudy Gobert right now, you can't have a backup situation where one's the starting five and the other one comes in when the guy needs a break. This, Those guys are going to have to be on the floor. At this the same just seems like a, a let's just fucking go in and see what happens. Because, look, this is a team that, that played Memphis in the first round, pushed them to six games. Patrick Beverly got on the fucking um, on the scores table, said, we're not fucking acting like it was a goddamn NBA championship. They won the playing games for Pete's sake. Congrats. Pat, funny enough, Patrick Beverly got traded to Utah too. So yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, it's weird. I like, look, no one likes trading more in division than Tim Connolly. People forget Tim Connolly's first ever move as a Denver Nugget general manager was trading Rudy Gobert. Yes, that Rudy Gobert was drafted on draft night. Doesn't really matter, obviously. Draft night, the rights were traded Gobert to to Utah mm-hmm. for I think it was I think it was like Tyler. Either way, we didn't Is win that, that the trade. Same situation as Mitchell too. Didn't Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell both Utah stars were. Wearing Nuggets hats on draft nights. Oh, uh, Utah, you're Colorado's little brother, no matter what. So, so it's cute. It, Jokic and Jamal Murray ruined that franchise. But if you're Donovan Mitchell right now, there are some teams that you gotta look at. And be like, I should, I could go to New York. They just gave New York gave it back to Jalen Brunson. I, whether you agree with it or not, it's a back. So you could go to New York. You could go to fucking. Miami, like you, there, there is, there is a lot of. Miami's spots. been the rumor for a couple of years. I, I, I said it in the bubble yeah. when he lost that he was one foot in Miami because he's homies with D Wade, he's homies with Bam, uh, friends with, with with Jimmy. Like you could go down a list of guys. If, if Miami isn't getting um, KD, they're gonna go right to Donovan Mitchell. Be like, all right, what do you, what can we get for you? <laughs> exactly what's gonna do. So he's gone. Utah. It's funny. Like Utah was a team that like. They were the number one team. People forget they were the number one seed in the West last year. Not this year. Last year. Last year. And they bounced in the second round by the Clippers. Like, like, and demolished in the second round with a, with a PG and unhealthy Kawhi Leonard. So, if you're Utah, it's starting over from scratch. If you're Gobert, Gobert, if you're Gobert, you probably wish you got traded elsewhere. Because I'm sorry, at some point, the paint is going to get clocked. Because Cat can step out, but are we going to really see a Cat Carly Towns game that's 95% on the perimeter? I'm sorry. He's going to get cooked by any other wing because it's, it's not like the Clippers have two bigs they're going to throw out there. Who, how is Cat going to keep up with Kawhi Leonard? How is Cat going to keep up with LeBron James? Unless he goes on I, some, I, some I, vegan diet and starts running a lot more and doesn't look like a center by the time the NBA season starts. Because that's the other thing about Carl Anthony Towns. When he shoots threes, he's normally shooting threes because he was either late getting back or just decided, oh, I'm, I'm tired, I'm going to go sport, post up in yeah, the corner. Exactly. I'm just going to go post up and, and shoot corner threes. So 
I didn't realize that Minnesota was going to put that much behind Carl Anthony Towns and make him because honestly, the money that you're paying him now, and and you mentioned it too, that's your guy. That's who your that's your franchise corner piece right now. It's not Anthony Edwards, and and now you got. It should it doesn't, be. It doesn't make all. yes. It, it should, should be, be, but it's it not. doesn't make any sense. And now with Utah, they're dead to me. They're they're done. Donovan Mitchell. There's rumors they're not shopping him, and I don't know why there wouldn't be. Apparently, they're retooling. Look, if you're Donovan Mitchell, you're a fucking first train out of there. That's not even a question. It's like, all right, I have no one here. I call my no agent one. and I don't hang up until he's got you, me some you, sort of trade offer or a way out of Utah. There is one player on that team that is halfway decent of a ball player outside of Donovan Mitchell, and that's Jordan Clarkson. Royce, exactly. Sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. Royce O'Neal shipped to Brooklyn. Um, uh, Bogdanovich, he's halfway decent, but he's banged up all last year. Um, Gobert gone. I mean, Mike Conley is aging like like dirt, like it, Utah is fucking done. If you're the Denver Nuggets, I, like look, I tweet out at Ryan Blackburn, one of the PB guys here in Denver. What's the chances, Don Mitchell? It's unlikely, but why would you not give a call to see what Mike Conley or Bogdanovich is looking for, like, right? Because you can look. Because look, we we talked briefly about Bruce Brown. I love the Bruce Brown fucking signing. I think that was. Absolutely genius. DeAndre Jordan is to, remains to be seen. But if you can get a Bogdanovich and have him come off the bench, that is a six-man bucket. So so there, there's some things that – You're you, going to have to help me out. What position does he play? Bogdanovich is a 3-4, power forward, small forward. Okay. Have him come off the bench, be be another big shooter off the bench. That would be perfect. And Because he can play that Jeff Green kind of role in a, in a way. What you're going to have to give up for him, that's the question. But, yeah, I – I, look, it's it's crazy what this what what like look NBA divisions don't matter, they don't matter at all. But look at what the divisions in the Nuggets divisions or the teams in the Nuggets division has happened. Portland is is banking. They just traded for Jeremy Grant. Yep, that Jeremy Grant, the, the bubble Nuggets hero Jeremy Grant traded for him. The guy that wanted to be a star in Detroit, and now he's a Robin again. And then you have OKC who. Has some dogs. Chet Holgram looks like a dog if you put some weight on. Josh Giddy is interesting. You have you have the uh, you have Utah. What they just did, we just talked about, and you have many. What what they just did, like there's there's a lot of moving parts, and the Nuggets seem to be the team. Like we're just healthy. Let's see what happens, and, and I don't mind that because mm-hmm. because I just want to see what twenty seven and one look like with this team because because you're losing offense in Will and Monte. You're gaining a lot more offense in Jamal and MPJ being back. So I'm excited what, what this offseason has in store. All the Kyrie news. Kyrie and KD news is apparently stalled. Yeah, I, apparently I saw today shame, Brooklyn shame. is preparing to have both of them on their opening day roster. So, and Steve Nash is doing TikTok dances with his daughters. So so Brooklyn is an all-out shit show right now. So the other thing, at least we're not Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn has two guys that don't want to be there that won't play in most of the games. And Ben Simmons is, is your future. <laughs> Look what happened to Philadelphia when they said that. It, that honestly, like the division, the Nuggets should be set up to be – one in that division and wherever that ends up putting you in the Western Conference, there's other teams that you got to worry about. But you're going to you're gonna be better than Utah. I think you're going to be better than Minnesota. You're at least going to have the ability to beat Minnesota if you get 27-1 and one back. And you're not going to tell me Portland and OKC are going to have a turnaround where they go from 25 games out. Portland would be the one outlier because they have Lillard and because Jeremy Grant's a good ball player. But that's, that's, what, that's a team that is losing some guys. So... 
So there's there's a lot that could go go on, and I think honestly everything so far has been fairly positive. Another Jordan qu- signing was a. Oh, how am I gonna feel about this? It's got to be. That's one sucked. that you got to kind of prove it on yeah. paper. Like all of these, we're in the middle of the prove it on paper. Yeah, trust season. trust yeah. in Calvin Booth. It's funny when I went to the watch party because this is a good segue to go talk about hockey. I was going to a watch party at game four of the Stanley Cup final. Game yeah, six. Game, game four. No, game, game four. four. Before game five. Game four of the Stanley Cup final. We were driving the back road downtown because the roads were nuts. We Calvin Booth was standing on the side of the road. I kid you not. I looked over and I was like, hey, that's Calvin Booth. I yelled at him. I was like, Calvin. And he looked over. I was like, Do you Holy. need a ride? <laughs> I was like, it was the day before the draft, too. Christian Brown looks like a fucking dog, by the way. And Gillespie. I love him, too. We got some fucking dogs in the fence, Jimmy. I have, and, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I know you don't have no idea who I'm talking about. But but it, it, I was like, Calvin, good luck in the draft. And he waved at me, and I was like, oh, that's my guy. That's <laughs> my guy. Uh, no, uh, um, yeah, anything other, anything else that we need to touch on for NBA before we talk a there's, little bit about? There's, there's question, like the biggest rumor is KD back to the Warriors. I'm going to tell you right now, KD doesn't want to go back to the Warriors. I don't even know if the Warriors want him back. So I don't, unless, look, actually I take it back. The Warriors, any team would love Kevin Durant outside of Brooklyn right now. Because yeah. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. But if you're Kevin Durant, you want to build some sort of legacy, you don't go back to Golden State. Because like I said, it was either last week or two weeks ago, Kevin Durant may be the first Hall of Famer to not have a team claim him. Okay, so he's not claiming him. Golden State's not claiming him. Um, Brooklyn sure is all they complain, or complaining him. They're, comp- they're sure as hell complaining him. Hey, he'll they're get not claimed claiming by, him. He'll get ca- claimed by the Supersonics. How about that? That's that's the only team. If Seattle gets a team, which they very well might, there's a r- more rumors. If the MLB is going to expand, the, N- the NBA is going to expand. The, the NBA is probably looking at Seattle again. They're looking at Vancouver possibly again, but then the other one is that 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 city that is birthing that birthday hockey team and a football team in the last two years in Vegas, and because Vegas can Honestly, Vegas has shown see, that could be happening. I could see Sacramento getting moved to Vegas and not having an expansion go to <sighs> poor, poor I get poor like, Sacramento. I don't need I don't poor mean to kick Sacramento. you guys while you're down, but honestly, you know, Keegan Murray played pretty well in the summer league. I know I'm talking about summer league basketball now, but he played pretty well. He's been playing pretty well. I think it's a Tyreek Evans 2.0, but he played pretty well in summer league. So maybe the Kings have something to look forward to with some glimmer of hope. And now we get to move on to the other winter sport. Oh, the, the sport sport that, that yeah, the fun. one that just the one that just ended, the one that we've been celebrating, the one that you probably are sick of hearing us talk about. You guys are never sick of of hearing us talk. Yeah, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. The NHL, and it's mainly we didn't really touch on the free agency situation or the outlook for the offseason for the Colorado Avalanche because we were still celebrating. We're still, we're still celebrating. I, didn't, didn't <laughs> I, didn't realize I had to get this put into perspective. When we were recording after the parade, it hadn't even been a week since the Colorado Avalanche had been standing up. It's, it's, been, it's been more than a week now. And it has been. It still a, feels surreal. It doesn't even, yeah. Other than the fact that they have a new video of a guy dropping the cup every other night. And, and EJ going on fucking IG Live losing his mind. Because he's the dude. The dude has not missed an appearance, though. He went to Dick's Sporting Goods. He went to the July Fourth Memorial thing. Like the dude is fucking hungover as shit and has not missed appearance. Here's the truth about is, hangovers: just never stop drinking. I think he's had a sure. bottle of Don Forty Two glued to his, his hand hands ever while he's signing yeah, shit. Ever since they won the Stanley Cup, and and he's realized that he's a Stanley Cup champion. But we'll talk a little bit about their off off season stuff. We do have an announcement: Andrew Cogliano is coming back. 
He's going to be a Colorado Avalanche at the start of the following season. They signed him to a one-year extension, um, which on paper, like it's not going to be – It's a depth again, piece. On, yeah. paper, <laughs> on paper, it's not going to look flashy, but I tweeted it out from our account, and I, I believe in this. Cogliano getting re-signed to the Avalanche is more important than Ryan McDonough going to Nashville. Because Nashville has a lot more other pieces. They still have to find some Philip they, Forsberg. They're going to have to do – yeah, they're going to have to do a whole bunch of cap gymnastics because Philip Forsberg – uh, you, you're already paying eight per year to Yossi and to Duchesne. Philip Forsberg is going to probably oh, yeah, net that, nine. That net miner that was second in the Vesna trophy. He's still got three years left on his contract. So He's going to get a contract, a, a renewal contract in a year or two. So you have some question marks coming up. And now you add in Ryan McDonough, who's a two-time Stanley Cup champion and was only traded from Tampa Bay. And I saw the article come out where Breezewell was whining, I can't believe the NHL made us trade Ryan McDonough. Shut the fuck up, dude. You were $20 million over the salary yeah. cap for the last you're, two seasons. You're lucky that Kucherov was able to play in the playoffs. I, too, I don't need to hear you crying about the salary cap and the way that the NHL is forcing you to get rid of your good players. It should have happened a couple yeah. years ago, and it's just now happening. I think McDonough is going to be good. Like it's a little, it's good for Nashville's back end, but like I said, it's not going to be a major well, was, importance. Cagliano was a massive piece throughout the whole Cup final. If I'm being honest, they, there's look, it, everyone was just as surprised as the next guy that Cogs got the trophy third. Mm-hmm. Like it's and this is a guy that came over at the deadline. Like this is a guy that's going to be a depth piece, probably a third line center, behind, or maybe even a second line center, depending on the situation. Which I don't necessarily want him as second line center, but it's a guy that'll be a third, fourth line guy that'll be a perfect plug and play to be put with New Hook, be put with um, the, the likes of Ben Myers, you go down the list of and young forwards. A, he's a guy that's played for long enough, and he's coming off of the, the broken hand. He doesn't have to play no. all 82 games of the season. He's exactly, going to be yeah. he's gonna be the guy. We talked a little bit about it where o- Logan O'Connor and Aubrey Kubel played a lot of games in the regular season and then didn't see much. Until it's going to be opposite yeah. for Cogliano. We might not see him a ton during the regular season, and that's fine. I think that this Avalanche team has the depth to where they can still be a very good regular season team without oh, absolutely. him. Absolutely. It's not President's around, tro- Trophy good enough. No, I, we don't need that. But by the time playoff time comes around, we're going to get Andrew Cogliano, who is just a fucking menace on the third and fourth line, yeah. to everybody that we played this year. People forget he scored starting in the first game of the playoffs and was a contributor throughout the rest. The whole, the whole playoffs. All the way. A guy that was basically written off his whole career, like his career is done, and here he comes in flying the around. Other fun fact about that guy is EJ confirmed it on his Chicklets interview last last week. He's the one who called the players only meeting. Before I know, game six. I know. A guy that had been on the team for three months, two or three months. Like it's there's a it's it's a locker room fucking pat on the back more than it is necessarily on the on the ice. So yes. it's part. Perfect. Obviously, that's not the signing we want to listen to. It's not the first one we wanted to hear, but it's not a one that we're upset with at all. It's one that we're very happy about, but we just need some other ones to go through. Also. There's a couple other guys there's that we picked up at the deadline. And there's so the Colorado Avalanche are going to have $24.76 million in cap space. You can do some. We. I will point out to the fact we we well, said that feels like a lot more it, than I'm thinking, but then again, you got to remember with the UFAs. Yeah, it's gonna be there's it doesn't leave enough room to where you can just re-sign everybody. Uh, You're yeah. gonna have to pick and choose the right. Uh, unless guy. one of them wants to go on LTIR. Now <laughs> I, I was just gonna mention like we said, use LTIR for Landy. Use LTIR because you can't. Not Landy. Landy has to play during the regular just, season. Just la- like, like someone, for last season yeah. when he went out for his, for his surgery and Joe Sakic never did. So I have, I mean, Joe Sakic's proved. 
he can pick the right free agents to sign. So I, I have no issues there. But it is going to be a situation where the Colorado Avalanche aren't going to have the ability to go out and splash sign somebody. But we're going to have uh, the honestly? captain sitting back there in the GM's office, and he's just like, yep, that guy, that guy, that guy, and putting together his perfect puzzle piece to for somehow, some way, in the cap era and, and all of this shit, John Cooper was whining about how difficult this is in the NHL. In all reality, if the Colorado Avalanche make the right moves in their free agents and, and the other offseason moves that they have to make, the Colorado Avalanche should be back in the Western Conference Finals, possibly even Stanley Cup Finals. There's still a top six forwards and a top four defensemen. doesn't matter who you lose defensively. You still have you still have the best Defensive pair in hockey. Behind them, you have Bo Byram and you have and you have EJ slash slash uh, Sammy um, G. G. Like you, there's a top five defense that you don't even have to sign up. Look, Mance would be nice to be the have back, yep. but you're gonna have to have someone to fill in there. But maybe a young guy. That's just fine back there. You still have the top three. You still have you still have JT. Uh, uh, Abe Kubel will be back. You have you have you have um. Let's, I'm I, blanking I have on the, names. I have the a, for the, there's a full the list. UFA and the RFA. There's a full here. list. Lecky Le- Le- will be back. The big the big people for me is is Kemper and Nushushkin. I keep saying that that's the two must haves, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because Kemper, because look, I love Frankie, but I don't think Frankie can stay healthy for a full year. I think next year is the last year Frankie will play with us, and then Noonan will be the backup goaltender. The problem I was listening to Altitude this morning, and they were saying with Darcy, if he warrants a five-year deal then it's time to look the other direction at this point in his career you're not gonna shovel five years of money to darcy kemper i'm sorry that's not gonna happen if he wants to sign for two or three year deal everyone's all aboard a five-year six-year deal where he the last few years of his deal you'll just be paying dead cap you don't want that and i think he want he knows that too so that's why i think those those talks are are going to be done pretty soon i'd be surprised come friday saturday that doesn't that deal doesn't get accepted soon yeah i think darcy will be one now especially with the way the other dominoes have kind of fallen and we can talk about Josh Manson. The article came out, and there's rumors going around. He never really wanted to be away from Anaheim. He had just kind of solidified his family there, and he didn't want to be traded. There's a possibility he's probably going to take a deal and go back and sign that's, with that's them. That's fine. He and won it, one. Yeah, I, know, no, I know you love him. I know I, you do. I would it's have to wait for him to retire to get a Josh Manson Avalanche jersey at that point, but you can get that's, a Ducks one. The Ducks are the Ducks jerseys are nice. The, the, I, might the old the, logo. I might get the reverse retro, reverse retro of a Manson jersey, and then get a Colorado Manson jersey as well. But it seems like he's he's not going to be there. The guys that we knew were going to just go and and get their money, and it's been confirmed too because Nazem Kadri said he knows what his worth is. It's Berkey and it's Kadri. Those are the two guys that you had. You were gonna have to hope that they just love playing for Colorado. We love taking a lot less money because yeah. we are we are throwing these names out here. McKinnon is gonna get a deal too. I'm sorry, we're not waiting till he's in UFA next year. He's getting a deal this year. He's gonna get one so this year. He's gonna get a bag this year. I'm sorry. The 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 thing I have to say with this team though is I would not be surprised if Joe doesn't make some sort of move or trade because there's still some young guns there. They're on the Eagles. There's still some guys back there that you're like, oh, we don't really need you right now. And, there's and a you, lot of RFAs that are Eagles guys so or you, UFAs. So you, you can you can you can shovel money at veteran minimum rookie deal whatever at them, or you can package them up for another guy and see what happens out there because guys like Burkowski that were that were dropped off by by Montreal or not Montreal, Winnipeg, or Washington. Washington. Wow, the other. 
AEW. <laughs> Not even close there. We'll drop off by Washington after they won. There'll be guys that fall off Leafs. I'm looking at guys possibly like the TJ Oshies of the world, and they may be out out in out in Washington. Or the guys like, look, this is a home run swing, but what happens if Malkin is fucking done? Like, like, like the Tang deal is is on the works too. They're still working on that. Crosby's not very happy either. So that's the home run hit. I know I'm I'm begging right now, but imagine 29 and 87 on the same team. Those two would say. never leave each other's side. I like don't, they would, I don't, and, and they would just move in. You together. would not even need a coach at that point. No. <laughs> you have those two run the team, and everything else will be fine. That was the that's my dream move. I my actually, there's two dream moves. I love Kemper, but if Carey Price fully healthy, this team is gonna win ten Stanley Cups in a row. That's that's my dream move, but that's far and away out out there and Sidney Crosby is out there too. Those are two dream moves that I'll make in my player on or in my career on NHL that I would love for the team to do, but I don't think are possible. The one guy that I think is gonna get lost in the shuffle, especially after the Cogliano deal, is the Darren Helm of of the world. Is and he on, not retired yet? <laughs> I, I don't he hasn't announced retirement and it could possibly be that way, but that was because Cogliano got a one-year deal for a guy that's in the twilight of his career, that's what Darren Helm got at the beginning of last season, too. Darren Helm, a lot of people forgot that he signed with Colorado initially, and and him, Cogliano, and guys like LOC, too. You, you bring these guys that have been around and have been in multiple dressing rooms, and Darren Helm had the, the cup experience from his days in Detroit. I cannot well, wait to see what Logan O'Connor and Bo Byram and these guys that have, these young guys. the guys that played in the playoffs on the third and fourth line with these old heads that just weren't able to skate with the top six guys. We're going to see an even bigger step forward because I think LOC is very nearly on that cusp of a possible top six. And I'm even position. going forward with Bo too. I think Bo, Bo, too. Bo is I, a number one defenseman on some teams. Just keep that guy healthy and nobody take any more cheap shots at that kid's head because ah, that kid, this guy, this guy yeah. is the absolute fucking limit. That, that that's guy. why that's why look we should we could be freaking out about all these free agents but we're like you know what we signed Val we signed Darcy we're in a fucking great we're in a great spot because you know Joe will fucking maneuver his way and get another veteran on a dumb deal and, and have re- him come over there's some look there are Darren Helms out there there are Josh Mances out there they grow on trees there aren't McKinnons and McCars out there they don't grow on trees but people like Darren Helm people like Cagliano people like Josh Manson you can find somewhere else like look there are 30 two teams in the league you think all of them have <laughs> all these stars out there just, there's guys that Joe was going to be like you want a fourth round pick for this scrub and he's going to be a third line to forward or, or a second line forward halfway through the year there's also I mean think about the other teams in the central division right now we just talked about Nashville I don't think that they're going to be that much better the only team that I would St. say St. Louis is the only other team that gives you any kind of pause in the central they are getting a lot older and and really, their superstars that we're talking about for them, Kai Ruse and the Braden Shins, they they don't sniff the the boots no. of the Bo Byrams, of the Kale McCars, of the Nathan McKinnons, no. of all those guys. So you you're lucking out because the West is definitely much weaker than the East is because the East had all teams in the playoffs with over 100 points, but the Pacific Division sucks dicks. You got Dallas, and I think you got. You got Dallas and Nashville in the same situation in the Central, and then St. Louis is really your only main competition 
outside of that, you should be able to just walk through the Western Conference. Speaking of St. Louis, the one guy I was hearing around the realm of goaltenders, if we don't resend Darcy, is that goalie that we rushed out of the net, Billy Huso. Billy Huso? Apparently, because he is a UFA, and those rumors, because he's rumored to Edmonton right now. He's rumored to, to rumored to a bunch of. He's rumored to, to Toronto too. If Darcy does walk, I would not be surprised if Billy Huso is on their radar. Because yeah. he, he he's halfway young, like he, he's a guy that that him and Frankie could fight for the number one, and and the winner will more than deservedly win it. Have so, you been hearing the same stuff about that Eustace and Anden kid? I think he's going to be a stud, people but you don't saying, throw him in right no, now. No, 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 no. But people are he saying like he that's going to be the Colorado Avalanche netminder for a long time. Oh, absolutely! I think he's a guy that end of this year or be all of next year. Will be the number two goaltender, and then after that's that's why you signed Darcy to a two or three year deal. Yeah. That's that's exactly why you do this because a Noonan is not going to be put on this team right now with the uh, Stanley Cup winner. <laughs> like I'm sorry, we're not there yet with you, buddy. <laughs> you can be a Jose Theodore, you can be a Peter Budai, whatever, for a lot of years for this team. But right now, I'm sorry, I don't trust you between the pipes yet. You're stopping not many. You're stopping a lot of pucks in the minors right now with the Eagles. This is not the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He would have been absolutely. He would have just been shell shocked if he would have played wrecked. any of those rounds in the playoffs, like even Nashville. And Nashville, I don't think, was very dynamic offensively. But Duchesne, Forsberg, if you got go, yeah, every single going team it would have been a nightmare for Noonan. So he's not ready yet, but I easily see him as an. He he was a good shot. He probably gets a lot of PT next year. Yeah. I would say if Frankie or Darcy, because look, they're either one of those two is going to get injured next year. If we have both of them, are going to be injured next year, and that's why this team is questioning. Signed Darcy versus 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 uh, versus, versus Burkowski or Kadri, because do you shovel at, at him at, at Darcy and, and let what those guys walk, or do you shovel money at at Berkey and and let Frankie be the netminder and have a Noonan be a backup? I don't know for there yet. I don't feel great if Frankie's the goalie. <laughs> yet if I'm being honest with you, he, I can be proved wrong. He proved me wrong all playoffs long, but I look. I I cannot. Understate what Darcy did to this team, and the guy only lost four games. Mm-hmm. Come on, like <laughs> the guy literally could not see. <laughs> no, that's uh, and all in all, if you're a Colorado Avalanche fan, we're talking about Ryan Murray, a defense, a, cal- a defenseman the caliber of Ryan Murray, being able to just walk in free agency, and we're not crying about it. So it's a good. We're still in <laughs> a good spot. Done, yeah. We're we're still in a good spot. Let's go ahead. We'll get to start bench cut, and we can go ahead and and wrap up the episode. Uh, and it's vacation destinations, I told you. So oh, here's your start bench cut. A beach resort vacation, a mountain lodge vacation, and a lake house. You get to spend a weekend at any of those three destinations. Oh, okay, I have a caveat, though. I have a question. Is the, is the mountain house, is that during the winter or is it during the summer? I'll say mountain lodge in the winter. Mountain Lodge in the winter, beach is obviously During in the summer. summer, and then I'll give you, you can pick Lake House if you want to go in the fall or the spring. Oh, I'm, I'm marrying Mountain House because I, I'm, I'm, that's not even a question. I'm deciding on who I'm kissing or who, who I'm fucking and who I'm killing. Um, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, oh, I'm st- sorry. I'm st- it's not, starting yeah, and benching. I'm st- <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm so far out there. I'm Why are we st- kissing I'm, people? No, now? no, I'm starting. I'm starting a mountain house. That's not even a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bench a la- uh, a lake because I burned to a fucking crisp. Uh, you can my fucking arm right now. I'm wearing long sleeves for a reason because I went fishing. But in a, in a lake, I can do a lot more fishing. And in a beach house, I'd have to worry about a lot more things. I have to worry about. 
tsunamis or hurricanes. I don't want to worry about that. A lake house where I can have a little boat. I can throw the kids on a fuck. I don't have the kids. Any kids, but throw friends or whatever on a tube and pull them around on my boat. Yeah, Yeah, I'm marrying. No, I'm not. I'm starting. I'm starting the mountain house. I'm benching the lake house and I'm cutting the beach. Okay. I'm, uh, That's obviously very rigged because I live in Colorado, <laughs> and I and look, I love the beach. I, I'm not saying the beach is bad, but a lake day is a lot of fun. Yeah, honestly, my my start is the lake house because I'm going. Oh, I don't hate that at all. I might go to the mountain lodge in the winter, but I'm only going to drink. I'm not going to ski yeah, or snowboard. So I'm just gonna go sit sit by the fire and, and drink schnapps out and of. I my, would ex- my I would have, I would expect that too from you. Yeah, uh, lake house is my start though because. Um, I just being in the middle of a forest where a lake is or a lake house normally is, that's fine with me. And the beach, I'm cutting the beach because you can't walk around on the sand because it's too damn hot. You get into the water and it gets in your eyes and your eyes are fucked for the rest of the day. Like we're where you and I wear contacts. I can't go into the ocean with contacts. Yeah, I don't wear contacts, but my eyes get just, I hate it, the it's ocean. Ridiculous. And, and, and look, hot take. Sand is annoying. Fight me! I hate I hate walking with sand in my in my freaking burks as I'm walking back from. To this might hotel. be a little bit of residual hate left over for that team in Florida that we just beat for the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. This feels like a directed shot. I didn't mean it that way. Didn't but mean it that way at all. <laughs> we're cutting the beach. Fuck the beach. You're going to the you're going to the mountain house. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take my weekend at the. Honestly, park. I'd even put mountain house during the summer. I'll put that there. I was gonna. You, I'll even, either, I, either way, way yeah. like either way, mountain house in general, I will happily oh. take that. Right, since I did say that we had to pick for the lake house, I'm going lake house in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Because I get to watch college football, then I can sit out on the porch. In the yeah, I'll have a cigar on the boat and tow the kids. Like I said, all morning long. Yeah, no. I, the lake like the lake is underrated. I, I think it's super underrated. Yeah. I think people sleep on it. No, I think we like, have a little bit of a landlock bias. We absolutely do. <laughs> and we live or yeah, we live next to a reservoir too, so that kind of helps, mm-hmm. but no, no a, a good lake day, it's hard to beat. All right, that's uh that's going to bring us to the end of And I never really explained why I want a mountain house, but I'm a snowboarder, and that's all you need to know. If so people have, like when we did ride the riding the slope, you those were your ski goggles. Those are always your ski goggles. I never had a pair of my own ski goggles. In the winter, you, you got to get Nico like scheduled out three or four weeks in advance because there's a good chance he's One going to Vail. He's going mountains. to Vail. He's going to the mountain. He's going to snow snowboard. That's it. That's, That's all. It. Yep, and you will hear see from me all weekend long. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead. Let's wrap up the great one. I guess this is the Gretzky the episode great one, yeah. 99. And uh, be sure follow subscribe. At FUOTB Pod, leave a five star rating and a review. We didn't have any new reviews for this week's episode, but we shouted out a couple the last couple weeks. So be sure to keep leaving those. Tell a friend about the show. We appreciate all the support through the first 99 wow. episodes, and now we get to turn over. Also, and- technically, we have been more because we, we had some bonus episodes, but you know we're at 99, so we can Nin- suck 99 it. <laughs> true episodes, and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed. We're bad at math. Give us a break, all right? We know it's 99. I'm teaching so- middle school social studies. I'm, I'm not teaching I- middle school math I've for only made 99 uh, uh, thumbnails, so give me a break, all right? So it's only 99. There you go. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out all of our other pages. The parade video will be coming out thursday afternoon as well as the videos from this podcast throughout the rest of the week so subscribe there and uh yeah tell a friend become a bench warmer all that good stuff for 
Myself, but, ne- but next 100 will be just as probably even better than the last. I can't wait to see what it's going. The first hundred have been a wild ride so far, and yeah, all all. When we got when we got to 50, I was I remember being like, "Fuck, we're at 50! Holy shit!" It felt like a a fucking long ass time to get to 100, but here we are. We're about to say we've been podcasting for two years. Also, we're gonna hit 100, and then the two years two year anniversary goes right after that. Oh, for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, this has been Far Into the Bench, episode 99. We will see you guys next week. Peace. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and lonely. This is a dollar bill was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts.